0: You're listening to Were You Still Talking? Hey, welcome to another episode of Were You Still Talking? This is Joel Albrecht, and on the show today I have Dr. Carol, Dr. Carol jean Morin. I probably pronounced that wrong. She is an MD. No, you did. You did. You did. Okay, we'll get it right in just a moment. (laughs) She's a gifted medical intuitive, a spiritual healer, a board-certified obstetrician, a genealogist, a trained primary care specialist, and a burnout prevention coach. Uh, this is—I really wanted her on to see, to look, to to see the link between um, actual medical doctor and spiritual healer um, and and intuitive and all those things, because that seems like a, a kind of a unique thing. So I'm very excited to have you on the show today. Dr. Carol, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, welcome Thank to you. the show. Very nice to have you Thank on. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, so, go ahead and pronounce it correctly now.
1: Uh, it's Dr. Carol Jean Murat. I still have my accent.
0: <laughs> Jean Murat. Jean <laughs> so, Murat. And you're from Haiti. I'm from Haiti. From yes. Haiti originally, yes. Yes. Wonderful. Well, it's so nice to have you on, as I said. And you, um, you, you have a lot of training. You have a, a, lot oh, yes. um, a lot of medical training, a lot
1: of medical training in the top
0: university in the world. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what was your um, what what drew you to being a in the medical field?
1: When I was nine years old, I was ill and uh, the medical doctors could not do much for me because when I look at it, it's, it was an uh, emotional situation that was occurring at the time of my life. And uh, my grandfather was a uh, indigenous healer was the one who was able to uh help and then i said i wanted to be a, i wanted to be a healer like him but they said no you go to medley you go because i was living in the port on paul prince in the capital and uh because of life situations and uh and so, so i could go to school have an education and he said no your mother made a lot of sacrifices because i i live with my uh, my paternal grandmother and my aunt and his daughter my father's sister and uh and she and then she said no a lot of sacrifices are being made for you to have an education so my grandfather said you you can come for, uh, to me for a second opinion <laughs> he died unfortunately when i was 14 years old so i didn't have a chance to learn his gift but i also come from a family of healers my grandmother was an herbalist so there was nothing we could she couldn't treat except if you have a deep emotional problem right uh and then uh uh Many my mother was a midwife, and I helped my mother when I went to visit her I helped her deliver a baby when I was eleven years old and I said, "What am I going to do with all this blood and at the time, I didn't even know I was going to be and delivering you know hundreds hundreds of babies um so that in and this the I'm a healer, but uh I was trained at the top universities and uh I went to school in in Mexico, I did one year of very intensive internship at the University of the West Indies in Jamaica, then I went and spent a year in uh, uh, being a a general practitioner in villages doing home deliveries. And then uh, then after that I was uh, accepted, you know, I had to take a lot of exams, you know, studying all my studies in French, then medical school in Spanish, then in English. And then uh, and they took all these exams in English, and then I was able to come here for postgraduate training. And for many years, I've been going back and forth to Haiti to help.
0: So. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, that's quite a story. And then I see, I saw in your notes, though, at, at one point you met uh, one of, um, one of sort of my, my spiritual heroes. And you said she had some influence on you, uh, Louise Hay?
1: Oh, I was, yeah. uh, Christian Northrop, I was totally mm-hmm. lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was like in my 40s and totally lost because I had, had to quit obstetrics because because uh, I, I was told I needed to do too many C-sections that was not necessary, and then uh, I left. And then, so at the time, I started uh, doing just gynecology and surgery, uh, gynecological surgery, but then I'm learning about the mind-body connection, and, uh, and I say, quote, I can heal without a knife, and uh, so I'm, I was totally lost because I was the only person. I was the only person thinking that way. So Christian Northrop, who has written the book, Women's uh, uh, Body Woman Wisdom, and she came to San Diego. So I went to spy on her. And mm-hmm. I realized, oh my God, there are the doctors who are thinking like me. And then so I'm, I'm very, um, I'm six foot tall and confident and everything. So I stood up and I said, uh, I need to meet some people here in town. And then by the time I was the only woman, the only black person in that meeting, so I stood out anyway. So, when I got out there, there was a line of people waiting for me and one of them was Louise.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. And then that, somebody that, said, that, that I, I didn't great. know
1: anything about her. She was there waiting. She said, we need to be friends. And hey was sent up publishing two of my books. Uh, I, she came to... I cooked some goat for her. <laughs> she came to my house. I, you know, we were friends until she died, and and I was a gynecologist. She never, never liked. I'm the only doctor she went, she went to because they were going to kill her. I, I went to my office and I saw, what are you doing here? (laughs) And she said, Oh, Ron told me he was the vice president of, uh, of uh, her house, and said, He told me she told he told me if I didn't go come to see, he was going to kill me. So I'm here, and it doesn't matter. Whatever, I'm going to heal myself anyway. that's what happened so I didn't have to do anything just see her so and uh, she she knew who I was when she met me when she waited in line and like I said and throughout I went through a lot after 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 the a few years afterward having to quit surgery trying to find out who I am and then there were uh, there was a quote that said, I have to trust that everything Happened for a reason, and I was when I was on the book tour of the two books, Menopause Made Easy and Natural Pregnancy A to a- Z. when I was in New York, so imagine you having panic attacks, and then I have to take a fly I have to fly back to San Diego. So all is well, all is well, all is well. So that's one of my favorite, favorite quote. But I have taught it to many people. Um, uh, I don't, I don't need it that way because I'm in this. I'm having this. She would be proud of me. She passed away. She, she would be proud of me, that I've who I am, because she saw who I who I became.
0: Oh yeah, that's wonderful. That yes. that's great. I'm sure she would. I'm sure she would. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, and
1: also you need to know that- she would. She is because I believe she's around. She has. A, she brought me uh, a purple heart that I have on my top of my chimney <laughs> uh, fireplace. Fireplace. <laughs> and uh, and I have. Uh, and then it's there. I see and I have pictures of her many places we've been together. Uh and so I have a lot of pictures of her. Yeah.
0: She's she's with me. She's with you absolutely. Yeah. I believe and, and I believe you, that. I've I've had can, Go ahead. I've just had three different people that um deal with mediumship in different ways on my podcast. So uh, I don't think yes. I would do that if I didn't have some belief in it. Um uh, that yeah. Yes, she's yes. still with and, us. Absolutely. She's still with us yes. and so, oh, and th- this isn't. It, this is a good one, actually, from your questions. I I'm always open about where I get the questions. What does it What does it mean to be an intuitive healer? I think a lot of people um, don't ask that question, and, and they just you know assume.
1: It's just assume what? and See, by the time patients will come to see me, and I will be, um. I would see things that you know by the way, just becoming this from science and surgery uh, to be able to become that with meaning that somebody's in front of me, I can see now, now, after many, many years, after maybe two decades, when somebody is with me, a patient i in a blank in a blank, I see a past, I see where she is, and I can see what's going to happen in a blank if she doesn't shift where she is. And I believe that every time I meet somebody, it's called a divine appointment because they are here on it. they are at a crossroads and we meet, whether they're going to be listening to a podcast or in person or see me speaking, there is an answer. There is something that we connect because they say when the student is uh, uh, ready, the teacher will appear. So, it's the ability to know and we do all have it that's what i need to say we all have the ability to see and understand except we don't develop it
0: oh no see this is i've asked other people this uh, actually so i am um, and i i'm never never quite sure about that so that's good to hear that's good to hear and it, it's it seems like i don't hear this from many people in the medical world uh, you know, it, oh, yes. it seems unusual, oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> right? Oh yes,
1: that's yeah. what I said. I'm I'm happy to be a, a physician, or a surgeon, and but I consider myself a spiritual and a, a medical intuitive. So, the reason I put it on my title is when people come to me, and then I I, I always introduce myself, especially if, when I go to to do volunteer work at the clinic. And for example, at the clinic which is associated with UCSD School of Medicine, so we have those residents and they will, the patients will be suffering for months and then finally they send the patient to me and then they know But in 15 minutes, not only I'm going to see what's wrong with her, we're going to do healing and then the person is going to go back to them. Like, usually I should say in that particular clinic as a gynecologist. So they will send me women who are bleeding. Uh, so, but there are men, and there are many different situations, different places, where the people will come to me. They've been suffering for months, for years, and then, and it, oh, let me tell you something. An easy way for me, uh, I just ask why. So, why? I just why? what I'm going to see, the person. It's what. It, why should I work when I see to the person? Why are you bleeding? Why can't you sleep? Why do you have this rash? Why do you have autoimmune disease? Why do you have cancer? Why? And they know. And they tell me. (laughs) But I have a friend of mine, a very high class psychologist. And what she said, uh, what you do, we all know. So that's what I'm saying. We all know why. And that's what, what I do now is ask yourself, whatever you have is the why. Why? Why? And she said, you open a portal in the subconscious making them feeling safe. So then they can really go inward and see that what's in their subconscious. So we all know. And, and that's why, you know, you go to a doctor and they say, okay, I'm going to do this test. I'm going to do this and that. I said, no, because I remember who had a resident who's been seeing patients for a year and finally sent the patient to me. She was bleeding, a lot of issues. And then, so I did. At the time, I was uh, his mentor, so he will come and spend time with me. I'm, a, I'm an, a, I'm an uh, intuitive healing mentor at <laughs> UCSD School of Medicine. And then, so he will come, he will come. And then, so I was telling him, "Oh, you won't believe it. I saw this patient, blah blah blah." I'm telling him, and he goes, "I sent that patient to you. I don't see who we we referred that patient for consult." And she said, "How did you find out all this?" And I know you spent maybe 10, 15 minutes, and I said,
0: Pastor, you Aster, asked her. <laughs> <"Aster."> <laughs> that really so, makes sense to me. That really going yeah.
1: back. See, I, I am doing. I'm. I'm going to be doing a podcast called True Healing Matters. And what it matters is that whenever we have anything, what we cannot sleep, we have a headache. Whatever is happening into the body is to go backward, and I and I see why. Why, why, why? The why of the why, and then eventually you'll know it. So that's what I do. For my patients, they say, I don't, I, it's miracles. I do miracles. No, I just, I say, why? Why your toe is hurting?
0: Well, <laughs> because I dropped something on it.
1: <laughs> you dropped something. So <laughs> I, I don't got... <laughs> try to do an x ray. But then they're not even do x ray because many places I am, I don't, when I'm with a patient, you know, I mostly do consult now. So when I'm with a patient and then then we don't have x-rays and I say, let's see, can you move it? Can just, it's okay. It's not broken. And so it's just like, so it's my intuition, but it's, it's all this knowledge that I've had over the years and being open and understanding that we are about, it's the mind, the body and the soul connection that make us who we are. So I I see things differently. I say, uh, Medicine, it's uh, you and it's eastern and western, just going to doctors, you go to chiropractor, um, functional medicine where they take your blood or uh, acupuncture. is just like, oh, we're going to this is it, we're going to treat this point, I'm going to stick the needle there, we're going to do this, and you're going to be doing better. May I go and say, why, why, why? You tweet the why. So, my podcast is teaching people, and uh, that's why I'm going out there and. And telling is the why. When something is happening, there is a reason. And you know it. So I'm trying to make people empower people. That's why I'm talking to you today.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. And it's great to hear it's great that you, so you're just starting the podcast? This is this is I am uh, having
1: oh that's yeah. I understand all the problems that the issues that you have in your podcast. I have <laughs> somebody doing all the technology. I just show up and speak every time. But it's going to be. It's called true healing. Matters.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be wonderful. I, I, I wish I could afford to to pay people so that I could just show up and and speak. But I, I hate this. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, one day, perhaps one day. And I, uh, one day, But now I now I feel. Day. Yeah. Now I feel like an intuitive healer because I looked at my toe and I could move it and I said, "Well, it's not broken." So, so That's it.
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it's just like, and it it, it, it it's. It's teaching, and I plan to do that like YouTube show in YouTube. Mm-hmm. then i'll be, I'll wear my white jacket and talk about <laughs> simple things like a broken toe or like high blood pressure, something educate, educate, educate. It's so simple. It is so simple then you can waste time, energy, and money
0: it is it is really sad. I mean, it's it's good to people need to know things like this. I mean, i and I know just from experience from. Getting to my age, that if you have a broken toe and you get it x-rayed and they say, "Yeah, your toe's broken," they're going to tell you the same thing. Go home and ice it. It's yes. <laughs> you know, they're they not gonna, going to they're not going to do it. much <laughs> else. So, but, yeah.
1: but we need doctors, we need surgeons, we need uh, mm-hmm. uh, because somebody had an, an ectopic pregnancy and you have to go to you have to go and operate and things like that. But there are many things that people don't realize that they know, and also a lot of people, they will, let's say you Google it or whatever, there's so much information out there, how do you know? So that's why my plan is to do the education with the knowledge of the mind, the body, the spirit, being a spiritual healer, and the mental, and doing the body and surgery, in and out, men and women, and all kinds. <laughs> and it's just like, at least I can trust her. She she knows what she's talking about. And I, I, as as long as I have that uh opportunity in my brain is still functioning very well and to educate educate simple simple because we and this is what i believe we do have the innate ability to heal ourselves
0: oh yeah that's <laughs> what that's that's wonderful i i want i want to believe that more i i believe that until a point but then i've i've had like some uh issues with chronic pain where it, it uh, i didn't find a way to heal myself um I slowly Uh, healed over time. But yeah, if I it's like, I don't know. I feel like if I had a better belief, then I would have gotten better faster.
1: B, there are two things. There is the belief you can heal yourself, but also there is the knowledge of what's happening to the body and you prevent it from making it worse i i have uh, i'll give you an example i i i had gone to a wedding oh oh almost a year ago a very dear friend i've not seen him for a year oh for oh fifteen years and then there was at, at that wedding everybody came from all over the world and so we were there and then i see my friend we used to dance together he 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 has been sick and he 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 was um oh, with a cane, i was so upset. And i said why why but then i asked him do you want to walk he said yes i want to i said then you're going to walk the reason is he's there is sometimes if you have pain there is the limitation even the physical therapist or your own doctors telling you six months a year if you do not uh do anything to make it worse the body between 21 days it will but nobody has that power nobody Believe it or not, because with him, I said, walk. And he walked. It's not a miracle. I just bypassed the limited belief that he cannot walk. He's going to fall. But I said, I'm with you and I'm going to fall. So throughout the whole wedding, we even went dancing. But then his sister, when he saw his brother walking and he said, can you help my knees? And I look at her and I touch her knees. And Denise said to me, She's abusing me. She doesn't rest. I hear it. Yeah. And then and then she happened to be a nurse while using um, she was 12 hour shift. And I see a lot of patients with chronic pain. Yes, you can heal yourself, but you cannot continue doing the same thing. You have to give the body a rest to heal.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah, that's true.
1: That's simple. I I had to give
0: my. Yeah. Yeah. Very simple. I yes. had to give my body a rest for a l- it's hard for that's the point. But us to, in this modern day world, it's it's just, yeah, we don't that's want to the rest. Yeah.
1: That's the point. But at least somebody will know that you having this pain, uh, you having this pain, you know, I have so many pain, I'd fallen accidentally, twist my ankle, and but when I learned the body within 21 days, the body is constantly the cells are rejuvenating to heal and heal and heal. Why do you think people in you know, other places part of the world do? And uh, so, but they, it's, they have to, you have to listen to the body. Pain means don't do it. Don't do that. But if you think it's no pain, no gain, you're going to start doing it. <laughs> then you won't. you don't give. Yes. See, that's what I tell them. I remember I was in a, a, a pain clinic at one time and there are so many young people, they're going to do it. Yes. And I have seen more people come with complications uh, going to the gym. And I said, Why would you stop? Oh no, I have to do it. And I said, the only things I could see, I said, why could what could I do that could go into their heads that with time things going to get worse? And then so I had a patient who was like 43 years old, he was he was a nurse, he heard his back and continued working. And then he cannot have sex anymore. And then I said, When was the last time you had sex with your wife with all this situation? He said, he said, he said, he said, dog, if you would have Miss America in front of me, I wouldn't even want to have sex. So I sex doesn't cross my mind. So I said, Oh, that's it. So when I see a young person who is in pain but comes in once, whatever therapy, this and that, but they continue doing the same thing. Then I say to them, guess what? By the time you're my age,
0: <laughs> 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 oh,
1: it <laughs> I, that's the only person, God, give me an inspiration on how to help these people in pain that they believe no pain, no gain, in, and they don't listen. And so I just, my prescription, I give them a little note, post-it note Listen, I listen to my body
0: and that I mean that totally makes sense for the um for people who are successful in using exercise to to uh, get in really good shape one thing that they the one reason they can do that it's a very small percentage of the population because for okay. one you you have to be kind of genetically prone to be able to do that like if you're a professional athlete it's a very small percentage uh, not that anyone can't. Do better with exercise, but uh, people are not taught that no pain, no gain doesn't mean hurting yourself. It means it means understanding that some, you know, if you stress your muscles and they and they're sore, that's how they get stronger. But if you, you know, if you twist something or break something, or you've got to you've got to rest. You you have to give it time. it, it is a very fine line because I I use I love the pain of the gym. Um, when it's good there's good pain and there's no i hurt myself pain <laughs> you know is, it's different thing uh, to
1: me let's put it this way i hate pain mm-hmm. i hate pain and i realize um uh, when i i had i had a i fell accidentally something slipped and i fell on my back i thought i you know it was very very bad and um uh, i had to go to the gym to use the water and the pool i have a pool in my house but I, it's too cold. You know, it's too cold. It's a huge pool. and But I have to go to a place where it's warm for water therapy. Uh, so I used it, and I used the spa. I used it until, because I had to sort of learn how to walk again. So I had to know that I'm in pain, so I, the body had to heal. Uh, but some people, I see stuff like, oh, oh, oh. And then, but it's, but that's the thing too, being an intuitive I can see why. I just look at them and I see, oh, okay, not not totally disconnect, trying to prove something, blah blah blah. Oh I'm yeah, dangerous.
0: yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can, you can definitely yes, take good
1: it. Intuition, but I only use it for people who come to me, and then ask me. I don't go in. Oh, I don't do that. So, but uh, you find the answer because you would know it. I'll just.
0: Yeah, because no people won't listen to that anyway, right? If you if you try and tell most people something they're not ready for, then, oh no, yeah, then... most
1: people, everybody, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why everybody with my gift, my gift is ask and you shall receive. So if you want me as a consult, or unless rarely, I have a little voice who speaks in my right ear and say you have to talk to him. This is the divine appointment. It's in a crossroad. So you have to talk. So I will do that. But otherwise, I don't want to waste my energy.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's good. Yeah. I think think that's hard for a lot of just uh, people who aren't necessarily healers, but just uh, in everyday life, it's hard to remember that um, you are kind of wasting your energy if people aren't ready to to hear you know even even if you might have good advice and
1: And even when I do when I do consults um you have to be ready because the the work I do is very profound very deep you're going to find the root cause we're going to go you're going to see I'm your mirror showing you everything and then you have to be ready so then uh, oh I won't I don't I don't waste my energy. Let's put it this way. I have a beautiful, I have a, let's say, I have a beautiful, I have a healing, I have a healing place here in, in beautiful Sunday in the mountains. And then I have about one acre of beautiful sprawling garden roses. I was pruning. Oh, I don't go to the gym anymore because now I say, now that my back is better. Uh, and I say, I spend it pruning my roses, pruning trees. So I don't have to go anywhere. I mean, anyway, it's just like, in the garden, and I listen just like I was, you know. It's been raining, so a lot of uh, things are just growing and growing and growing and growing. So I say, "Oh, today I'm going to start going." So I, w- I did it a little more, but then I just feel my shoulder. I say, oh, oh Then that's it. Take two, three days off. Shoulder fine. Went back three days later. I don't. I don't continue.
0: I'm gonna this- clip this part mom. for my wife. This, this, that. What you just said. I'm gonna clip that for my wife. This- <laughs> she, yeah, she just goes yeah. and goes and, until she can't go move anymore and then she takes a little off. But, yeah. No. I, no. But,
1: but you know what, I mean, I'm wiser, but I've always, because as a, as a teacher, as a, as a healer and a teacher, I have to walk the talk. So I do.
0: Oh, right. That's, that's important too. I have to walk the talk. So how, um, when did you start writing books? And how, like, what inspired you to write books? I'm always interested in how someone goes about, uh, gets the time for one, and then, um, you and know. writing
1: many books, many, mm-hmm. many. But the reason is that I felt I was constantly changing, and also my patients. Um, what could I do for them, For them, because they'll buy anything I have. Uh, when I have my private practice, so the idea is that uh, I started to I started to write because I feel the way I think nobody thinks that way. If I put it in a in a book format, so people will understand. And I my first book was in Spanish years ago, for three decades ago, in Spanish. And I wrote I speak five I'm fluent in four languages, writing speak everything. Uh, uh my first job was to write for a newspaper. For for Spanish newspaper.
0: Oh, okay. That's uh, interesting because I know another French woman who speaks five languages. Is it is yes, it? Yes. We yeah. we
1: usually do when we are <laughs> born somewhere. <laughs> so I started I started writing uh, for the newspaper, but then I'm thinking, let me do the outline for a book. So it's my first book, Staying Healthy, Ten is a step forward. Uh buena salud simples para la mujer. So every Sunday I have to write the whole column. So it was my 10 chapters. So then my patients they always they know what I'm doing with my life. I share my life with them. I'm writing a book in Spanish. What about us? So the book I self-publish it in Spanish. Uh in English, staying healthy, 10 is there for women, and I got a San Diego Book Award for it. So and then people say, oh, my God, you make it so easy. The same way I speak to my patients, the same way I write it. And then so my third book, and and then uh, I was now I'm a gynecologist, menopause and all these things and uh, hormones. And I say, it's not your hormones. It's your life which is of work. So I said, I want to write, I'm going to write a book. And somebody was saying, uh, a friend of mine, a cardiologist, he said, can I write, can I write uh, a chapter on your book? I said, oh, people write in chapters and proposals? He said, of course. And I said, I'm going to ask Louise. That's my, I didn't even know she, she was, her house was hers. I said, Louise, I'm writing a book. Would you like to write a chapter? He said, what are you writing it about? He said, it's about menopause. And he said, do you have a publisher? I said, no, I'm just writing it. And he said, do you know I have a publishing company? Oh. And he said, why don't you write a proposal and bring it to me and we'll see. I might think of, I might be thinking about publishing it. So, So this is how we went further because her house, I didn't have an agent. I didn't have anything. She came in and not only did they publish the menopause book, it was translated into French that I have to see and also in Arabic. And I have uh, uh, then another book, uh, Natural Pregnancy A to Z. She has an A to Z series. And then while I'm on the book tour, I have a panic attack. So then I'm learning out the mind, body, spirit connections, and I wrote the book then 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 it's just then I keep on writing so
0: uh, that's that's wonderful you didn't that you didn't even know she was a publisher so it's not like you were going oh, to her and, and asking she, to publish the book you just you just no, wanted said, to know if she no, would help
1: I <laughs> have great. no clue i do not see I don't oh, my <laughs> at the time Wayne Dyer, uh, Mariam Williamson, Christian not all these Susie Omen so by the time every year we go to a big party for publishers, so I've seen all these people. <laughs> it's just like, oh, my God. Anyway, so I so I have many books. And my, my last book that just came out, it's called um, Strengthening Your Spiritual Foundation for Optimum Health. Because I found out when you don't have a strong spiritual foundation, this is the way I see who we are. We... It's a house, the foundation is our spiritual foundation. Then you can build your mind, which is the walls and the body is just the roof. So when you have a strong spiritual foundation, then you're going to be healthy. And when I go retrospectively, all my patients, uh, my patients, I have a patient, we're friends uh, because I I don't have a private practice. She's 92 years old. She comes to my beautiful healing garden and whenever I do a retreat, she will come just to be. And, and then she drive. I have a driveway to get out of here. She make a, a turn. People are afraid to, to, to get out of, of, of the, to go into the street. She make a right turn and people are coming to the right. And, and then I'm thinking, you're my role model. And he's just like, and, and then I start thinking also after the earthquake, in haiti in 2010 you know i go back and forth we have a small hospital There's we don't have medications we don't have pharmacy we don't have the lab and and it's just like the people it's just like i have them ask god help me touch me dr carol i believe in you help me help me so after the earthquake there were so many people waiting in line so that helped me develop my intuitive healing my healing touch and everything through because these people didn't have anything but they walked for long, far away to come to see me because I'm going to heal them. Then I would start realizing uh, four years later. I went, went, after four years, nine out of 10 of the people who had an issue were healed completely. While the patients I was seeing here in the US, by the time they started having a problem, like I saw them after trauma, it's called an acute adverse, an adverse life event. Then their life goes down because they start giving them diagnosis, adding medications, giving this, believing that this is what you you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to take this, you need to measure this, you need to measure that. Then I'm comparing the people. It's just like, you'll never know they had a major tragedy because they have faith. They have the strength, they don't depend on drugs, they don't depend on anything. They, they will come to me like a woman will say, Dr. Carol, I can't sleep. I have to wake up to go to, go to, the, to, the, to, 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 to the farm and work for my children, or those my children will be hungry. Help me, Dr. Carol. And I say, please. And I say, pray, we pray. That's what I do. Help, they say, Jesus, sweet Jesus, help me, help me. I'm Dr. Carol, touch me so I can't sleep. They ask me, so I give them what they want. And then I'm thinking, uh, there are very few people who after, let's say four years, uh, would have like uh, diabetes, and and then but she witnessed a hu- she lost a house, she lost a business, and her father died, and she has to pull her father out. So there are some severe trauma where there are no return. But the majority of the time, the body is resilient. If we give, if we give it time to heal, and listen and rest, the body will heal itself without any intervention.
0: Yeah that's it's that's so um against what the American medical um institution is kind of about they I mean I've been sent to like five doctors for one thing you know and none of them knew what was what was the problem um and I ended up going to Dr Google and finding it so and then when I after I said okay I'm pretty sure I have frozen shoulder I went to a neurologist and he said oh yeah that's probably it <laughs> and I'd, I'd been to all these different people, you know, who said, "Well, no, I don't know what's wrong with you, but but yes, we uh, but, will give you pain medication. We'll be happy to do that, but we're not but, sure what's wrong."
1: But yeah. what happens sometimes is not clear. Yeah, it's not really clear what you have, you know, because it's just like I I, I went. What was I doing? Oh, I, when I fell, I, I did, had something with my shoulder, so I couldn't move it. I couldn't move it, and then. uh I went to a doctor and he said, okay, can you say, hi, Hitler? <laughs> I could not. I said, I go oh, and she said, all right. So I had a nerve impingement. I and mean, if I continue, I would, have, I, could, I would have moved it. But I need to say Google can be very misleading, number one. And number two, I have to say it's not only medical doctors. It's all, it's Eastern and Western, Is the herbalist, Is everybody. Who is going? You have this. Then we're going to give you this. I I have to I have to say that because it's very important. Because if you think oh, the doctor is going to do this, the doctor no. But there was also all all of them, all. Oh, oh, I'm going to crack your back. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this nutrients, I'm going to give you this. Oh, you stress. Deal. Okay, you need to you need to deal with the stress when the stress is the mother of, of it all. Stress is the mother of not sleeping, weight gain, cancer, high blood pressure, autoimmune disease, everything. It's the mother and all of them, diabetes, diabetes, strokes, everything is the mother of it all. But they'll think, oh, you have this, then you have this and this and that. No. No.
0: And um, that, and that, I can, I can definitely believe that. What is your, then what is your answer for that?
1: That,
0: yeah, because I know no. it's hard to say don't. I, I, I want to tell people, well, don't stress. I want to tell people that all the time, but I know that doesn't always no, work. No, I don't.
1: Right? Wait, hear me. I don't tell people don't stress. Stress, we need stress in our lives. It keeps us alive. It's, it's not about the stress. It's how we respond to the stress. It's how we learn healthy boundaries because it could be... Our relationships our job our children our environment there was something you can't do you have to learn when to stop and leave this is what happened so when i have uh uh, when, uh a book that i have it's called uh, my latest one it's called four quick ways to overcome the stress response because i feel if you have a good spiritual foundation you don't have to worry you trust you believe but then when the stress comes to you, how to stop it? Those two. In the meantime, while you're finding the root cause, the why. So when people come to me, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. A patient comes and a patient, she's bleeding. She's bleeding and bleeding and bleeding. And then now uh, she heard that they're going to stop um. Uh, they're going to, she might lose a job. And she's thinking, my mortgage, the children going to school, and this and the car payment, everything. So by the way, when a woman's period is irregular, is the barometer of her stress. So when a patient like that come to me, she's been fine and she's bleeding, I will say, why? Why is it that you're bleeding? she said, my job, then I might lose my job. So then what I do for her, for that particular patient is to teach her money management. I said, do you have any saving? What are you afraid of? I want to pay all my bills. Do you have any saving? And then also teaching her, she doesn't have to be constantly in, I'm losing my job. Maybe it's the time to take some uh, online course or something in case you lose your job, do you have a big a b plan do you have uh so let's say if you lose your house, you'll rent you'll buy again so just it just the knowledge I am not stuck into this position. She stopped building i she sees a way out
0: she sees a way, a way out. out yes,
1: a way out people. Yeah. A stre- it's, it's, I have had patients who come with diabetes, uncontrolled diabetes, and, and then they come to me. And then within a month, everything is back to normal. The stress of having the disease, of having to go to the hospital, of not having any money, losing money, being in debt, that's what makes you sick. So it's for example, there is a that gentleman, John, uncontrolled diabetes, overweight, everything, so he just gave up. It's, he has what it's called uh, diabetic uh, burnout. So came for a consult and said, I'm expecting, what do you expect from this visit? A miracle. And I said, okay, we'll get a miracle. I asked him, what are the top three things that wrong with you that keeps you awake at night? My disease? I have to take off my mother and money, so I just take those three and tell him this is what's happening. When you stress, you ha- you you your cortisol, your adrenaline go up, your blood sugar goes up.
0: Oh yes. I, so yes. I
1: explain I just this, and then within a month he lost weight. Everything is blood sugar It's normal. He start checking his blood sugar. And I said, Why are you checking it? He said, "I'm having fun watching it going down." And do you know people burn out because they don't know exactly what to do? They don't understand what's going on. They can Google it, whatever. But then they don't understand for themselves. What is it? What is stressing me? Why is my stress causing me to bleed? What is my stress causing me not to sleep? And not sleeping is going to make my diabetes, my my blood sugar stay high. So by understanding those things which are very simple and so when I saw him and I said why are you doing so well and he said to me I'm a very intelligent man you empowered me you showed me how in that little time you, you show it but not everybody has the extensive knowledge of understanding the why the would cause. because I'm saying you go and do you know just because you go to a doctor and then your weight, they say you need to lose weight. That, that's for your diabetes, for your high blood pressure. There, it's that it's so complicated. It's so complicated. You cannot lose weight like this.
0: Oh, it is. It is. Well, it's very hard for me because I I've um, what was it? Oh, sleep. I have sleep apnea, so they gave me t- tests. And the, um, the good and the bad thing that the doctor said is, well, I can't really tell you to lose weight because um, you, don't, you mm-hmm. don't have enough weight to lose, so that's not going to help you. So that made me feel good, but also I, then I can't, I can't fix it that way. <laughs> so, yeah. And
1: one of the things I say to my patients, ah. for example, let's say they happen to have weight. There are so many issues why people have weight.
0: There are so many issues and I, I actually it seems that sometimes um doctors are afraid to talk about weight. So, sometimes they don't want to to um to tell people they're overweight. Uh unless they have I mean my I have a family member who just had a major medical issue um and at that point they talk about it. <laughs> but before that, I you know, I don't think his doctor was telling him not not uh, to lose weight or, you know, th- that might. Because it's
1: losing weight, if you go, depends on which doctor you go to. So if you go to a weight loss doctor, they will say, OK, you have oh, to well, this yes, but, you have surgery. but yeah. this is the same thing that's about weight. There are so many things. It could be medication that you're taking it, your stress level. It could be in uh, many people, especially women who are overweight, they were molested. I'm a gynecologist. They come to me with a GYN, gynecological problem. They were either molested or raped. So keeping the weight, and also there's men. Okay, I would say in my practice, in the women I know, nine and a half out of 10 were the molested, raped, or harassed. And then I would say, 2 out of 5 men, same thing, but nobody talks about it. And many times the weight is a shield. So if you tell somebody to lose weight, do you know just going to the doctor and the person is weighing you and they say you weigh too much, just like this is going to make you gain weight. Just, we don't have to do anything because people think you overweight, it's because you're eating too much, which is not true in many cases. There are many, this is like your thyroid. There are so many. See, everything, people want a simple and simple thing was there is so many ramifications. So that's, and that's why teaching why why I am having difficulty losing weight. I am really eating that much. Then why am I eating that much? Why what I was trying to hide, or, or, or it's not hiding what I'm trying to soothe the pain. So you're going to that's it. If you're soothing the pain when you're hungry, that's the only thing you have. And then,
0: see, this makes a lot of, of sense to me um, because you are eating too much. This is where the diet people don't want to just tell you, well, you're, you're eating too much food. But getting to the root of it, why are you eating why? too much? Why? you you know, especially <laughs> you, you see that you need to lose weight perhaps. Uh, why aren't you, yeah, why aren't you getting, why is it so hard? Uh, but I also think that the, I, I think in America at least there is a, um, uh, a massive dependency on food, uh, and it's pushed but by. It's a, the, it's a lonely you know.
1: country. It's a. Yes. It's it's a, a
0: well, it's, it's also that we're we sold will, that we should eat family. every minute. We,
1: there is no community. Yeah,
0: right. We're right. losing
1: friendship. We're losing even you know, the family of eating. Do you know? I, 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 one of the things you know, uh, I talk about is about weight. Uh, if let's say you have diabetes and. And I never tell anybody to lose weight. Uh, like John, remember that patient? He, he naturally loses weight because now he's not, he's, he's not worried so much. That's the worry that makes you gain weight. And then when you worry, what do you do? That's it. Then you eat. Because many of the people I consult with, they say they feel like they're hamster on a wheel. Whatever you do, and then, you know, sometimes just going to the doctor and then weighing, and then because everybody's different,
0: your oh yes. Height, yeah, yeah.
1: your yeah. height and who you see it's just like it, it's it's a sick system.
0: well, this is the big thing that I've always um sort of objected to, and people who are <laughs> bodybuilders know about this. the The whole um percentage of fat chart that they have in the doctor's office. It's useless, in a way. It, 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 BMI. It the BMI yeah, chart. People. That,
1: yeah. Imagine, imagine. Everyone's
0: different. <laughs> everyone you, has a different healthy BMI too. Yeah.
1: Oh, you. You need to hear what happened. I when I went to the doctor for my checkup. By the way, I'm 72 years old. I don't take any medication. I'm in perfect health, except for after that fall. <laughs> when I that fall, and I'm I'm I'm. I, I listen to my body so and so I went to the doctor and the staff and the person who's weighing me and you know I'm six foot tall and then I walk I have, I have muscles and then and then she looked at me like I look at I'm at she said you're like a fat blob that's what she's telling me oh no did she really I, no she didn't say anything
0: but okay
1: I, I remember she's I read looking- people's mind when you're talking about me and then and then I she said and I said, Are you on a diet? I said, Yeah, I'm on a seafood diet. I eat everything I eat I see. <laughs> and then so when I went to the doctor, and a poor doctor, poor doctor danger, and I went there and I stood up and had a dress. And I say, and I pulled my dress all the way to my groin. I say, look at this gorgeous muscle leg, look at those calves that I walked two, three miles a on a Saturday. And then I say, this is it. And then I have two of them. And then I have this arm, and I feel it. This are muscle. And then I say, and I have those boobs. And I say, then, where is the fat? They know I'm crazy. <laughs> and I say, that's why you kill the patient. You make them come here and you tell them, them things that are even real. They know I'm crazy, so.
0: So, they, well, you look yeah, fantastic, they know, they know. You look my fantastic. Patients,
1: when, Especially when I was doing surgery, my patients were doing well. And they don't, We don't know what she does. She's a character because it's about reality and the truth. And uh, research, if you tell somebody they're overweight, the shame that they may overweight make them gain weight that week, that week. Yes.
0: Hmm. That's interesting.
1: It is it's, yeah. it's, it's the reality.
0: Because I that that actually happens to me when I decide that I'm too I weigh too much, which I have recently. The first week I do tend to gain weight, but then I'll lose it. <laughs> I'll start to lose, it's just, it's but it's too- almost always true. The, the, the first week it, there'll be a little bit of gain. People should yeah. not be
1: people should not be losing weight. You know? Do you, okay. Let's talk about food a little about food and the weight. Mm-hmm. Remember, some we overeat and then and then you feel guilty. So my my patients with diabetes that I see and I I, I just say say farewell to your diabetes. And so I said, I never tell my patient what to eat or to exercise. I tell them, eat, you have to listen to your guts. Every time you're going to eat, ask, how much food do you want? Your stomach will tell you. And that's why you can take 50 people in a buffet Each person is going to have a different plate. And I said, the only thing I tell my patient one, you have to eat what you like. Then you make it uh, uh, colorful that you eat different things. And you have to eat according to your culture. You cannot eat. If you are Haitian, you cannot eat like a Japanese person. And that's why it doesn't work. And I said, you eat, we're going to eat what you like. Don't go for seconds. The time you overeat is when you go for seconds. Period. Because your body is a computer, it goes And you have that, and the body will say, oh no, don't have that orange, Valencia orange is going to kill your stomach. Oh, too much rice, you're going to be constipated. No, the French bread you love with the butter, no. You cannot have that chocolate, you're going to have The palpitation. If you take time to listen to your body, it will tell you. And fortunately, I wasn't raised in America, and I lived in many different countries, and I still go to different countries. So what people are saying here, that is the Bible, it doesn't even exist. If I would have mentioned it, they'll think I'm crazy. People see, I say, that's what I say to my patients, to people here, seafood as a blessing. One of the things I remember, I was uh, giving a class, Weight Loss Forever, and, uh, and I would say the first thing I said, write all the junk food, what do you think is junk food? And then that will be their homework. And I say, food has, food has nothing to do with your weight. It's food, there are five things. You need to know those five things about food. Affordability, affordability, can you afford it? Five things. Number two, availability, especially after COVID and during COVID, you have the money, you cannot buy it. Availability, if you live in the mountains, you cannot have fish. If you live in the, by the ocean, you cannot have hoof animals, you know, cows and everything. You have to eat fish. So it is availability. And number three, it's your culture. You eat according to your culture. Number four, it's your personal taste. And number five, it is your stress level. So when the patient, when I go and teach or when the patient's come to me for a console, I tell them, this is what it is. So in the class, I told them, eat whatever you want. And I say, and also there's something called mindfully, eating mindfully. And I remember asking the the, the students, can anybody describe me a cashew? Can you describe me a cashew?
0: Uh, Can I describe you a cashew? Uh, A cashew. it's It's a nut. (laughs)
1: It, <laughs> it's a nut? Okay. I'm sure you love cashews. Do you eat cashews?
0: No, I don't eat cashews. Oh, I'm one of the I, I'm one of the rare people I don't like cashews.
1: Okay. All right. So let's say most people, they say, yes, they eat cashews. And mm. I said, can somebody describe me a cashew? Nobody could describe it. Can somebody describe me a, a sushi roll in California? So I have John, my patient with diabetes, uncontrollable diabetes, which in four weeks, everything is fine. And I said to John, I want you to eat, I want your stomach, I need to go to the buffet and choose how many, you used to go and get 20 sushis. Just as an aperitif. And I said, next time you go, ask your stomach how many sushi you really need to eat.
0: (laughs) That's very good, yes. You know what, it's just three. Yeah. yeah.
1: Three, and I said, I want you to eat it like you will be describing me. There is a black thing outside, there was some rice, there was it. A... So while you're eating, stop. Uh-huh. So it's there were some simple rules. So I told my class when they bought the list, pizza, ice cream, I said, Oh, those are my favorite food. They said, of course I'm tall. I don't drink. I say, Am I fat? And they said, No, then let me tell you what I eat. <laughs> and they said, Oh, ice cream. I said, I can buy as many pints of ice cream or gallon of ice cream. But it was right after the earthquake. I said, I ate a, a pint of ice cream. because I was so distraught and I had, a, I had a, a pint of ice cream and I just ate it. But when was the last time I sat and ate a pint of ice cream? It's because I have other things to do. And so, and then I have different ways of understanding. And also, the more we, we're being told, don't do this, don't do that, don't eat this, we're really suppressing our body, telling us cravings are what your body needs. When you crave for something, it's because there is a specific nutrient in it that your body wants. If you take the, you go to the refrigerator to get ice cream, you get one or two scoop. When you go back, you eat the pint. That's when, you, that's when you're overeating. So eat everything. I tell my patients, my patient people have cancer, people have diabetes, and because it's the stress, having the foot, the pedal to the metal that's causing the adrenaline constantly in the stress. That's what's causing the blood sugar to be elevated, their blood, sh- their, their blood pressure to be elevated that they cannot sleep. So it's just like be in the moment, be use whatever you do, prayers and be and have relationships that nurture you. Be with people that nurture you. That's what keeps you. Most of my patients were, you know, I think I have hundreds of these who are in perfect health. They die in their 90s and and they die in their sleep. It just like And when I study those people, they just they have faith. They 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 have boundaries. They have they listen, they they love. They don't have any toxic emotions. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, that is wonderful. That is wonderful. They listen. They love, love, listen to your listen to your body, listen to your stomach. Yes, listen to
1: the body, say, I heard Why you heard. What kind of exercise do I do so to rest? Yeah, listen to your body. Oh, uh, take all the resentments that you have in your heart. so because those are those negative energy that at the, when the cells are reproducing you know, Bruce Lipton wrote a book about it, it's, it's the energy. It's energy. It's about the energy of the cell replicating itself.
0: Oh yes. Yes. I think I Yeah, read that
1: and then, and then that's, yeah. this is the reality. Yeah. So and then and then you won't believe it. Many patients get better very quickly because they say, I don't have to exercise. No. You're overwork. You're taking care of your mother. You're in the sandwich generation. When you come home, I want you to put your feet up.
0: <laughs> very good. Is yes. it
1: you mean I don't have to exercise? No. And I said, by the way, do you know? In other countries people don't know what is this exercise people walk people leisurely they're not stressed they have fun they go to the party so they they have an idea they may give you and and then somebody said but i have to have my heart my heart has to race and everything and i say i have sex three times a week
0: <laughs> there you go I' <laughs> better, heart- yes. better get your heart going yes,
1: yes that will make your heart go <laughs> <laughs> You see, I have all this simple solution. You see why I want to do those things and take time and educate? Because it is simple. And Uh, it works.
0: And it works. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, I should. I guess I should uh, let you go soon. We've been talking for a little bit, and Ooh. that is a really. I mean, how, how? What else is there to say? You that 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 really covers it all, right, right? Right there. That right. I hope so. That, that last five minutes is um, is um, that's just everything. <laughs> Allow yourself to. Uh, not to stress. Live
1: life. To live, live life.
0: Live life. Yeah.
1: Live life. So many people are worried when they want to die, die when they're older. But why should you die? You're dead now already. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> live life.
0: Live life. No. Feel good.
1: Eat, It'll Eat, love, work. pray. See? Eat, love, pray. Right? This is it. Oh,
0: because yeah.
1: Nourishing it's... you. Oh, oh, yes. Make love. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what works. That all that all sounds amazing. It's been so is, it's great having, having you on. It's a simple truth. Yeah, it is. It is very simple truth. And it's it, a simple it, truth. Yes. yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been wonderful having you here. Uh, can't you. wait to, to to see and hear your podcast. And yes. Yeah, that is yeah, great. We took, and, it's
1: called True Healing Matters, and we're going to go to all the details all the things, so people will go and say, "Oh, what does she say about this?" Because it's a simple truth, and decades of experience in four different countries.
0: <laughs> Excellent. True healing matters. Coming soon to a podcast for you. True
1: healing matters. Coming True soon. Matters. I have to tell All Todd right. to go very so we... <laughs> No, no. <laughs> All things unfold in divine order. We don't. We don't stress. We don't say it has to be. At the time, too too many rules and regulations, time flows, divine order, little detour, then...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. That's wonderful. Uh, Well, let me just say, this has been... Were you still talking? This is Joel Albrecht, and I'm with Dr. Carol and she has been telling us all the keys to life, to life, to every, everything you need to know. Um, I hope you come back and listen to more podcasts. If you like the podcast, be sure and, um, I don't know, hit the like button wherever you're listening to it. Thank you so much for listening. It's been great. It's been a wonderful conversation. I'm so glad I was able to have her on the show. Lots of wisdom on this one. Lots of wisdom. And um, as I always say, be good to each other and be good to yourself, which is what we've been talking about. Be good to yourself.